Hey, this is Brian. With about five minutes left in the show, Mike's system crashes, and when he returns, his audio is a bit degraded. Overall, it's still very listenable, but I didn't want you guys to tweet at us at RPGLL Podcast or me directly at BKilby with notes of, hey, what's wrong with Mike's audio? We're easing Mike into this technology thing, and, you know, sooner or later, he'll be able to boot up his computer on his own without any help or assistance from his wife. Enjoy the show. RPG Lessons Learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPG LL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, rpgllpodcast at gmail.com, and check us out online at rpglessonslearned.com. Hi, welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes. And like a few episodes ago, today I am ambushing the guys with a topic. Today we have Brian. Hey, Dusty. How's it going? It's going well. And Mike. Hey, Dusty. How's it going? I cannot complain. So the topic I'm ambushing you with, gentlemen, this is this will be this will be news to the audience. We agreed some time ago that our next arc after ETU that we were going to play we said we were going to play uh, a campaign meant for release as an actual play. Now, for those of you that are gasping in our audience, um, yes, we always say that we don't record to release for actual play. Actual play is not our bag, baby. It's not our usual thing. But I would like to do a limited, you know, five episode, six episode. Let's just record several and then release them and try to derive lessons learned from, hey, how does your play need to change if you start playing for radio? And what's that like? And and how can we learn from it? And does it enrich our, our normal game? And we have just a lot of questions about what does it take to succeed in that milieu versus your ordinary table, your ordinary sessions. So that we all agree to that, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about format. Let's talk about what we want our show to play like, think like. Let's do some initial brainstorming. This is our session not even session zero. Session, session zero is like campaign and characters. This is like session negative one. What do we want the format of our show to even be? And let me start off with, do either of you guys even listen to actual plays? I mean, I've, I like I listened to um, Shatter the Cabal. I, I, I've listened to several episodes. I'm not, it's, I'm several behind. I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's kind of like with Transformers podcasts. I don't really listen to other Transformers podcasts. Because I don't want to be informed by what they do, and I don't want to... You're fearful of being derivative. I'm fearful of being... Yeah, but like even beyond der just derivative, I'm fearful of... I am fearful of unintentional plagiarism. Hmm. Hmm. Mike, how about you? Do you listen? I used to listen to actual plays a long, long, long time ago, and the, the actual plays I listened to were the Penny Arcade podcasts. Um, and I think kind of the fear there is, you know, that was high production value, professional players, doing it for a mass large audience at the time. I listened to those and I really enjoyed those. And then for a short while, I also watched the uh, the the, uh, the TV show that was done by the... Uh, Community? No. Well, yeah. Uh, Justin Harmon's whatever, his, his little TV show he did that got pirated on YouTube from the channel they were trying to build at the time. Isn't it Dan Harmon? Yeah, Dan Harmon, something like that. I've wanted to listen to that show, but it's always been behind a paywall, so I never have. Yeah, I found uh, uh, alternate sources. 
<laughs> okay, no, we're moving past that. Yes. So for whatever reason, like the idea of an actual play, I'm not normally um I'm not normally excited by it. It's it's kind of like uh I don't I don't necessarily listen to other people having just random conversations about Highlander. Like, you know, we were in the middle of the recording <laughs> of a previous episode that we had to edit out. Um, it's just because it's something that I do and I don't necessarily need to hear other people do it. But I, it's kind of funny, a, a coworker, um, she's kept telling me, Oh, yeah, you, you and my brother are a lot alike. He would really like you. He collects the same sort of stuff. And, you know, it's like, then last week or the week before, it's like, Oh, you do a podcast. My brother does a po- little podcast too. I've never listened to it. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, okay. And, uh, she came back up to me. Turns out you're her brother. No, yeah, I know. It, she came up to me with um, uh, with her phone and showed it to me. I had, on iTunes. I'd never heard of it, but apparently it's very popular. Uh, it's on Earwolf, and it has thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of listeners. So bigger than us. Way bigger than us. And I listened to it, and it's it's a comedy podcast, but it's a comedy podcast from like uh, an RPG perspective. So it's kind of like classical fantasy, something or other. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, you have tens of thousands of listeners, uh, and you are on a you know a, a very, very prestigious network. But like, I'm just I don't really see why people would want to listen. That's what I want to get into is is why would people want to listen? Let's let's think about our audience before we land on a format. So, Mike, following up with you since you did listen to some early on years ago, why did you listen? Because they were very entertaining. So it was pure entertainment. There was no inform aspect to it. No, not really. Well, so there was a little bit of inform because it was in that transitional period where we were coming out of fourth edition into next, whatever they were calling it at that time. And that was kind of the place to go to kind of get that flavor of what what is what is the new D&D going to sound and play like. Um, so I started listening to it for the informative, but then I kept listening to it for the entertainment because it was it was very entertainment. They were all funny guys professional uh dm with semi-amateur semi-professional players so it was uh it was just kind of that magic balance um there were other live plays i tried to listen to i'm not going to name them because i did not personally find they were entertaining and that's kind of when i stopped listening to actual plays so in my experience like listening to shadow of the cabal it's like all the rping but like the mechanics are not absent or absent so like you're, you're, you're coming so close to the exact decision I want to make. Yeah. So for me, for what I would want to listen to, I would want to hear the mechanics as well. Yeah. So I, I don't just want to hear the narrative. Now I don't necessarily need to hear the fart jokes. I don't necessarily need to hear all of the, the, the stuff that I wouldn't want out there, like maybe an off color comment that I would make, but I would still want the mechanics in there so that I get a feel for the actual, game and not just the the role um and i really i just i think that anything that we would do i would really want to make sure that was included hey i rolled this you need to roll this uh i need to cast this spell uh you know you need to re-roll you need to uh, oh you get uh uh, an inspiration point because you did such a great job there something like i I would need the mechanics involved i love you guys because i really did spring this on you and you're going exactly where i was hoping we would go I started listening to RPG podcasts with the Penny Arcade, with the original Penny Arcade recordings. Before I had a podcast app, I just downloaded the MP3s in a browser and listened to them on my computer. Like yep. 50% of my listeners on RSC still do that. There you go. 
So uh, that's how I started. And I listened, Mike, just like you. This was back in the fourth edition days, though. I listened yep. to learn how to play. Um, I, there, there was a, an amazing episode of the D&D podcast, gosh, two years ago or more or, or maybe slightly less. I'm terrible at time. Um, anyway, there's a great episode of the D&D podcast where they played like a, a, a cassette or a CD they recorded back in the days of TSR. Back wow. before. Wow. Yeah, way back in the day that they were going to release in a box set as, as a radio show so that people could learn how to play. There's such power in learning how to play um, from these streams and podcasts. And I'm with both of you guys. I want to listen to podcasts to learn how to play a, a a new system that I don't know about. So for example, when I went to play um, Call of Cthulhu with you guys, I went and sought out Call of Cthulhu podcasts to listen to so that I could hear the mechanics. And you're right, um, Brian, when you point out the Shadow of the Cabal, there are very few mechanics. They, they, they come up, but there are fewer. And then there are other podcasts like the, the original Pinar Arcade recordings where you hear all of that. Um, and then there's the Happy Jacks guys where you hear all the mechanics and you hear them take a break to eat pie, and you hear all the, all the belching and <laughs> fart jokes. You, were, you hear all the table talk. You hear the discussions about their kids. You hear all of it. There's the scale, right? And I'd, I'd say the scale is basically um, from Happy Jacks to, and, and for, for now, we'll stand in, we'll say Shadow of the Cabal. You know, and, I, and where do we want to fall on that scale? Now that you, so let me just go back. So one of the first things, like talking to Tanner, was like everybody on your pot on the rpg on the podcast sound like they have an iq of 190 and they are the world's best rpr it's because it's it's i think of it as an rpg but what he does is really more of like an audio novel it's a radio show yeah. it's a radio yeah. show now it's spontaneous it's written spontaneously yeah. and collaboratively which is the magic of rpgs yes and like the stuff they do is so great in that respect but i always had this um almost cognitive dissonance i guess between knowing that it's you know knowing that it's a game but it sounds so uh, tight and uh professional that it's like how do you guys play this game like this and he said we edit <laughs> and i'm like that only makes sense doesn't it yeah uh so uh but i would i i i, I don't want to be i don't want to be like an audio novel i want to be I want it to be unmistakably a game. I think people listen. Uh, well, okay. I think people listen for the radio show aspect. I read novels by unknown authors on my Kindle because I like authors that eschew the commercial tried and true outline of a novel. Um, I, I like things that are interesting structurally. I like things that are unique, that are original. And I'm sure a lot of people listen to RPG podcasts for that. The interesting original drama that doesn't follow a cliche narrative structure something that breaks free of that and and is original just because there are six authors working in tandem spur of the moment that's not me though i listen to learn new systems what i really want to do with the show if you guys don't mind is have a totally new system for all of us that i'm actually interested in that we're interested in learning and showcasing for the audience and exposing the, the wheels and cogs of that system through the show layered into some fun 
role play, a story to carry you through learning, just like the novel, the goal, you learn the system. You learn theory of constraints by reading about this guy trying to save his plant and his marriage. Yeah. That's what I think I want to do. Any, any disagreement there? So here's my fear with that. What made the Penny Arcade D&D podcast so tight was that their DM knew the ins and outs of that system so well that his players could stumble around, but he could make adjudications and decisions off the top of his head, and it was the uh, proper choice, and it was the right choice, and it kept the game going. What I'm afraid we might run into, and this might be an over uh, an overall lesson for, for the you know, actual play when you get into it is is how are we going to mitigate that dm learning time in the actual that's so this is why i love bringing this up and surprising you mike because i hadn't even thought of that and that is an amazingly great point so your point is if i don't know the system freaking cold then i can't teach it to you in a clear concise way when questions come up naturally so it makes it hard for the listening audience to learn because when Chris Perkins knew D&D freaking cold and they had questions, he could just answer them. And, and we all learned, the audience and the players. But you're, but you're learning because he's basically uh, dictating it to you. Uh, it's, there's not a collaborative element where you're learning it together. And I think when you can learn together with somebody else as they learn it, I think that... Um, it, there's more context. Um, but I think it goes back to what we're trying to accomplish here. Are we trying to entertain people or are we trying to inform people? If we're strictly trying to entertain people, we should stick with Pathfinder or D&D 5e or something like that. But if we're trying to inform people, I think it's entirely reasonable that we would uh, do a new system. One, because, yeah, as we learn it together... Um, the, the, I think it'll make more sense for the listeners because they learn it along with us. Now, if they're if they are an expert on the system, it's going to be like that guy who was complaining uh, complaining about our understanding of D anD D forty. It's like you guys are a bunch of idiots. Well, that guy was wrong. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying it to be a jerk. I love fourth edition. I have a lot of love for fourth edition, and and his criticism of our criticism was frankly incorrect. But irrespective of that. Uh, if somebody, it depends, like, what are people listening for and what are we trying to do? Like, our ethos is more about learning as you go. Uh, so, I, to me, I like the idea of doing a new system. And as long as we say it up front, hey, we're learning the system as we go, as we do this. Um, but it comes down, are we trying to entertain or inform? And that needs to, so, and we need to make our decision based on that. So, so don't get me wrong. I absolutely want to do a new system. Um, I, I said all that with, with, with the understanding that I think we have to do both. I have to think we have to be entertaining and informative to draw to the biggest crowd. I think what we've got to be careful of doing is that we don't hit a bunch of lulls and dead spaces while we're flipping through manuals, looking up rules, trying to figure out what we're going to do. Right? So because of your criticism, Mike, and your very good point, i tell you what I'm going to do right now. You've inspired, I, I'm going to study the heck out of the system before I sit down. I'm going to mind map it. I'm going to Visio out all the decisions to make. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to study the system so that I do know it cold. And coming we're doing, in. we're doing pocket fantasy RPG, right? No. No? Which no, pocket, pocket fantasy is what, is what Brian's going to yeah. do. 
yeah, for his one shot. Right. For my one shot when right. I get to that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have another session, Mike, that, that will be a true session zero where we land on system plot characters. But for now, I, I think we're say, maybe, 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 maybe between the three of us, we do like an episode one point A. That's like the 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 test run, right? So the three of us with you as DM and us as players, we figure out those very basic mechanics in an episode of RPG Lessons Learned to prepare for the actual first actual play lesson of RPG Lessons Learned with the full group. And then all three of us can teach Nathan and Chris. Yep, that's yeah, fair. Okay, I'm so. Here's what I think we've aligned on: a new system, probably an unpopular system that might that might draw in people to say, "Ooh, I'd, I'd love to hear that." Niche, 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 niche. People. Yeah, a niche system. Niche is great for podcasts. Just saying. Okay, so we'll go with a niche system. Um, I will study the heck out of it before we play. We will agree later on plot and characters and all that. And. uh We've also agreed that we will leave the mechanics to conversations that we have exposed and not edited it out, but we're not going to have fart jokes and we're not going to have asides and we're not going to have a lot of table talk aside from the game. And we'll take the game seriously because what I love about the old Penny Arcade show, the, the newer stuff is, is so self-referential that I actually can't watch the newer Penny Arcade stuff. Um, some of the original stuff they did at, at PAX was really interesting and fun. But I think it lost its way pretty quickly and became this world unto itself that I, I didn't care for. I love the early stuff when they're learning. And the magic of that is the fact that they're learning. So we'll yeah. leave all the mechanics exposed, but no fart jokes, no asides, none of that. Sound good? I love it. All right, yep. sweet. We just had session negative one on our actual play mini series that we will release at, at some future date yet to be determined. All right, thank you for listening. RPG Lessons Learned. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them Lessons Learned, and we're sharing ours with you. <laughs>